When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Double H, Hops Without Hope, man. Yeah, man. We do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, at Talking Tactics. Please follow us. We're creeping up on a 1,000, slowly. So... I want to hit four digits sometime this year. That'd be nice. What else? Follow us on SoundCloud. If you're on Spotify, follow. I think we're near 200 on Spotify. So shout out to everyone who listens over there. I I don't know all the podcast apps, but I'm sure there's like a bunch that people listen. So shout out to your preferred podcast app. Yeah, if you're listening on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. Uh, Leave us a five-star review and we will read your review on the show. I think we've hit like... As many people who can have already done it or people who do that have already done it, I don't want to keep begging you guys. But if you haven't left an iTunes review, there's a link in the description, the easiest way possible to do it. You tap it, you hit five stars, you write something nice, and we'll read it. Um, And it would mean a lot. So do that. Um, If you're a Patreon, you'll get your 30 to 40 minutes of talking tactics extra. Now, I know I notice at this point, like a lot of people skip. As soon as they hear us mention Patreon, they skip. (laughs) (laughs) They skip like 30 seconds just to get to the actual podcast. So you do you guys not want to hear the clip? Is that what it is? I mean, obviously, I'm talking to myself in a way here. So here we go. Clip of talking tactics extra right here. What is your favorite quote hood movie other than Boys in the Hood? Like black movies, as it were. I should, should wait, would would does Undercover Brother count as a black movie? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Simple you as. See, like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, no. I think it's only right. I think I'll give you a drama and a comedy. So this as is far- my bag. This is my bag. When you guys start talking about like Game of Thrones or <laughs> uh, what's that, Avengers? Like, I have no idea. But if we want to talk black movies, this is my bag. So, under, Undercover Brother definitely counts. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. That's, like, one of the... Basically, for me, Cable Guy and Undercover as the two funniest films I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, that was Talking Tactics. Yeah, man, that was, that was actually... That was, actually, that was all right, man. That was all right. That was also not it bad, was, actually. Interesting. It was it, good. It, it, was good. Fact, it was good, wasn't it? It was good. Very was insightful. Good. Yeah, very insightful. Very insightful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for only $3 a month. It's $3 a month. And this month, you would have gotten 5 Sorry for last week. It was a little bit late. You know, things came up, but we talked about the midweek football, about Arsenal losing to Wolves. Man City beat Manchester United, so we talked about that. Half hope spoiled end game for anybody who wants to <laughs> who wants to listen to you know uh, an Avengers spoiler. So yeah, only three dollars a month. It's it's a it's a pretty good deal considering we already give you like an hour plus free. So anyway, anything else? You got anything coming out this week? I'm on I'm on Twitch. While YouTube still has me in the doghouse of streaming, you can see me live stream um, and live sh- and watch the games with, with me live. Um, so that is twitch.tv forward slash half hope hot. Do, do we plug our rap podcast here or no? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> it doesn't have a name. <laughs> I know. So this is the unnamed, no named rap. Actually, well, at the, at the moment, it's called What's Classic. I think that works, you know. It's you called think? What's Classic. So. What's Classic. Okay, yeah. So Have Hope and I and our friend Tosin have decided that no, that somebody needs to review classic albums, hip-hop mm. albums specifically. We have taken it upon ourselves to start reviewing classic hip-hop albums. So we've reviewed Illmatic by Nas, Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. I think this week we're going to be doing um, Food and Liquor by Lupe Fiasco. So yep. if you're into hip-hop, music, album reviews, stuff like that, check out the Half Hope Football Hunt. But anyway, this is football. Let's get to the football. Manchester United play Chelsea. Are you going to start talking about Higain and De Gea or, sh- or should I? You can. You can. Higain has not been relevant since 2014. 
all I believe he's done is score that goal against Burnley. Since then, I don't think he's actually done anything since coming to, to Chelsea. And I don't understand why Sarri can't get it through his um, skull that Giroud is simply the better option. I don't know how what he guy brings more that Giroud can't bring. I don't know. I don't know what he does better for Chelsea than what he does. Sarri is he? He's living in the past, and I think for David De Gea, he's he's now officially a classy brick. Oh, um, mistake against Barcelona, mistake against Everton. Mistake against Man City, another mistake here. Too many, bro. That was like four games back to back where you've 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 made mistakes. I think I think one of the announcers says he's had as many mistakes leading to goals in the past like month as he did some weird amount of seasons, like three, four seasons or something yeah. like. Yeah, actually, the Brigham Academy doesn't um, discriminate. You can't <laughs> make those many mistakes back to back and and not be called on it. So sorry, man. Classy brick. I, normally I watch games on mute, but then sometimes I forget, and then little things will happen mm. in the commentary. And I'm like, oh yeah, put the game on mute. So it was maybe like 20, 25 minutes in, and the announcer was like, this is a really good game. I was like, what are you watching? So then I put it on mute. It was one of those ones like, this is an enthralling half of Premier League football. I was like, this is a horrible game. And then the second half comes, and people were like, oh, the second half was better than the first. No, the second half was worse than the first. So I was like, they were both bad. It's this weird thing of like because there's a bunch of running and people yeah. score a couple goals. It's like, oh, this is a good half of football. Like, no, that game was awful. No, no, I think game. that's the misconception that people have of the Premier League. Again, just as I said, oh, this is like a typical Premier League game, which is why I say to people that technically, game to game, La Liga is just of on, on of a higher quality than the Premier League. Like when you look at that Chelsea Money game. You'll be fooled to thinking it's a, it's, a, it's a good game because, see, it's exciting because there's a lot of running and back to back and a lot of mistakes being made, but the quality isn't good. So, an exciting football game isn't always a good quality football, football game. There are extremely exciting football games that are horrible quality just because so much stuff is just happening, you know. So, what you saw in that Chelsea Manu game is both teams need a lot of work. You literally just are looking at both teams who are literally in a process of. Um, we have to figure out just what the hell we're about. You know, for Man United, they've lost all their rhythm. The understanding that you saw between Rashford, Pogba, Lingard, and people before when they went on their own, that has now gone now. So it's almost as if they are like strangers playing against each other. And for Chelsea, Sarri is still insistent on you must play my way. Even if, uh, mate, you, you, know, you know you need to just win games. Forget about playing your way, just win games. It's like if Chelsea are still playing, trying very hard to play Sarri's very particular way. I think Solskjaer is like, how do I get back that mojo and that sort of swagger um, and flow that we had? Just quickly to the Higuain point. I think Sarri came out and said next season he's going to score a lot. <laughs> and, and, and he keeps using the Luis Suarez example for like why Higuain will improve. <laughs> He wait, keeps wait, wait, saying, wait, like, what's the example? What well, Luis Suarez came to Liverpool in the January transfer window in 2011. And I think he scored that season, the remainder of 2010, 2011. I think he scored maybe like four, five, six goals somewhere in there. Mm. And then the next seasons, he exploded, obviously scoring 20 or 30, right? Mm. Um, Sarri's saying that Higuain will do something similar, or he projects him to do something similar, that he will struggle from January up until the end of the season. And then next season, he'll play better. It, it makes me think, like, if you really believe this, if you really look at a Higuain and you're thinking, ooh, Suarez is comparable to that. Suarez was 24 when he when he came to England. Suarez was in shape when he came to England. Suarez, his game fit the Premier League style of football. He was a hard worker, fast running, diligent, and just a cold-blooded finisher. Like, Higuain has the cold-blooding finishing part, but he's not in shape. He's not meant to be really in the Premier League style of football, the kind of chaotic football that it is. And he's going to be 32 in December. See, 31 years old. So no, for, no, him, I mean, for him to keep using Luis, Luis Suarez, he said this at least on two or three occasions. I'm just like, bro, that's not the same. Like, if you really think that you're going to put your faith in Higuain, whatever goodwill I want to give you, 
as the manager who's trying to bring nice, free-flowing, fun football to Chelsea, I'm going to lose it. Like, you're going to lose it from me anyway. Maybe you can keep it from other people who are, like, sorry in or whatever. But for me, it's just like, yo, if you keep persisting with dead footballers, how much faith am I supposed to give you if you cle- if you can't see with your own eyes just the blind loyalty you're giving to this guy? Like, how many times was he offside? <laughs> Six? Seven? And then the one time, the what? I'm, I'm ranting, I'm sorry. The one time he was onside, <laughs> he tried to chip De Gea at the near post when he could have <laughs> squared the ball to Eden Hazard in the 97th minute. Bro, if I had hair to pull out, I would pull it out, but I don't. <laughs> Same. No, 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 but, but I think, see, see this, see, this is the issue with like, Sari. Bro, like, stop it. Like, plays you. No, 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 but I think, I think for Sari, in Jorginho and Higain, he's like, he sees that these are the guys that served me so well in Napoli. And there are things that, see, Italian managers are can be loyal to a fault because they're always extremely loyal. Extremely loyal. Italian managers are extremely loyal. They don't have the kind of ruthlessness that like a um, Mourinho has. So for him, which, which is why like any guy that opens their mouth and, and actually tries to put a 2019 Gonzalo Higain in the same bracket as a 24, 25-year-old um, Cannibal Suarez, you're psycho. Like, <laughs> to even say that, no, you're you're literally psychotic. Like, how can... Literally, like, to open your mouth and say that, people, all you can do is just laugh. Because it's such a ludicrous, mad statement to make to compare them to both. As I said, like, from the moment you just said the age difference, you can pretty much stop there. But go even further as... Technically, overall, Suarez is just simply a better footballer and striker than Higan ever would be. See, Higan just Higan has only had one amazing season, which is when he broke the goal scoring record against Napoli. That's like what six, seven years ago, <laughs> and nah, that was when he was. At it wasn't that peak. long ago. It must have been fifteen, sixteen. Look, like four it was years long ago. Enough. Well, to me, it felt like ten years ago. So that's all it, that matters. It, it, it was a whole World Cup cycle ago. Yeah, there how you about go. that? We speak a lot about World Cup cycles on this podcast. So, four years ago, I think he, he had a good season at Real Madrid. I think no, he had a good season at Napoli, and then he went to Juventus and had a decent season. Mm. So, but then since his first Juventus season, he hasn't been that good. No, which would explain the loan to Milan where he wasn't good, and then go. this Chelsea spell where he hasn't been good. So, um, like if if he was really that good, why would Juventus send him to AC Milan? And then if he was really that good, why wouldn't Milan loan him mid-season to buy somebody from Bologna? Or was, was, it, was, was, was that Genoa. where um, Genoa, that's where um, Piantec was. Piantec, yeah. He's regressed. And he was like, Higuain will score a lot of goals next season. I was like, does he know he's going to like Fenerbahce or Bisaccia <laughs> <laughs> next season? Like, does he know he's going to Turkey or are you assuming he's going to be in the Chelsea team? Because if he's in the Chelsea team, bro, like, nah. So... The game finishes 1-1, as we, we've already referenced the David De Gea mistake, Alonso scores. Second half was worse than the first one in terms of quality, but it's one of those ones. I think we, we talked a lot about Manchester United last week, I think, so I don't know if we necessarily need to get into the ins and outs of Manchester United, but we, we can just go straight into Arsenal. Okay, Arsenal have lost their last three games to mid-table teams. So they lost to Crystal Palace 3-2, they lost to Wolves 3-1, and they just lost to Leicester 3-0. I, I was watching. I was watching um, Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> he said, "Somebody said we completed the set. We lost three two, three one, three nil. Are we gonna lose a negative one?" <laughs> he says the score in the next game gonna be three to negative one. I was like, "Yo, that's a, that's a bar." But Arsenal obviously they got um, Ainsley Mate and Ainsley Maitland Niles got sent off. Harsh sending off, if we're going to be honest. Like, if, yeah, if you yeah, go back, I, mean, like, I saw the replay and two fouls that were deemed yellow cards. I don't think either were really that bad in terms of like a yellow, but definitely the second one. If you know the player's already on a yellow, mm. I don't. You didn't have to send him off for that. But yeah, Tillman scored. Vardy got a couple. They're in free fall. I think they were in oh, kind oh, of pole oh, position. Oh, 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 does Emery have a bigger plan? And he's like, you know what, Europa League. Is is under wraps. We will do the Europa League. Don't don't worry. I am the Europa League master. Everything Maybe. is fine. Calma, calma. Maybe if, if that's his plan, I think it's silly. Because if you looked at the schedules that everybody had like three games ago, mm. you would have said Arsenal have the best run in. They don't have to play anybody in the top six. 
Um, obviously, their away form was pretty bad, so people kind of recognized that, yo, a lot of these games are away. But mm. you had Crystal Palace at home. Wolves isn't an easy place to go, neither is Leicester, but you're, you're, you're a top-six club, like you're Arsenal. Mm. Right? So they choked. I mean, I, I try not to use that word a lot, but it's a choke. If you lose to Crystal Palace, Wolves, and Leicester, three in a row, but is it choking if you know that you will win the Europa Like Basically, if Arsenal win the Europa League, then these losses won't mean anything. Now, if they don't, then yeah, they're, they're pretty much screwed. So I think it's all dependent on how they, what they do in the Europa League. You think they can beat Valencia over two legs? No. And then you think they could beat Chelsea or Frankfurt in a final? Anybody can get it. In a final, anybody can get it. Especially this right. final, anybody can get it. We'll get to the Champions League final, which is different. But this Europa League final, anybody can get it. But I don't think Arsenal can beat Valencia over two legs. If they can beat Valencia over two legs, I think Arsenal have a great chance. If it was Villarreal, maybe. Maybe I'd give it to you. But Valencia in the second half of the season. I was watching the first half of the season with Valencia because they oh, had my trash. boy Michi. It was dreadful. It was horrible. Yeah. I'm surprised Marcelino's still in employment. It was mm. that bad. But they stuck with him. And then the second half of the season... They have they've just won more games. I think they they probably have more draws than anyone in the top five leagues. I'm sure they it's definitely double digits. I haven't checked mm-hmm. the table, but I'm sure it's a lot of draws. But they weren't losing. They just weren't playing great. So now that they've kind of picked up form a bit, I don't know if Arsenal. I mean, may, but see, then again, like the Napoli legs come to mind. So maybe there's a chance, as you say, like Emery, it's his competition. I don't know why people keep using the Napoli example. Napoli because from Napoli a- are. A uh, good what, team in what, people's what, minds, what, what, you know. What, no, tell me what's not, not, not player, man. They're a good team in people's minds. I think it's mostly the sorry effect. Like people kind of still think like that sorry team is in effect now. I don't watch as much Serie A as I probably should, so I can't tell you the ins and outs of how Ancelotti is managing the team. But the the name brand of Napoli still kind of holds a little bit of cachet in people's minds. So I'm no, sure it, that's, well, well, that's why. well, it it shouldn't. I mean, anybody that's watched how they played in the Champions League, especially how they played against Liverpool. Nah, man, they're they're inept. They've still got some pretty good players and everything, but like I thought, Napoli would put up more and more of a fight. But I think Napoli this season, they've they've, they've lost their 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 edge and and their and their mojo. So Pamzik is it? He's gone. No, yeah, he went to China to, yeah. to get that chat chat. So maybe yeah. that's maybe you think that that could be a bigger reason. Like you lose like the mainstay oh. in your team for the past eight years or however long. And you've been. and one one of your your best most consistent players. And then you lose Jorginho on top of that. Whole new midfield, mm. basically. I think I think the key thing is that the second leg being at the Mestaya, yeah, man, <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Arsenal. It's going to be real tough. Okay. Real tough. Um, and just kind of to close out the uh, the top four, Tottenham lost their first game at the new White Hart Lane to West Ham. I think Mikel Antonio scored. They've been really close to losing. I think their last few results have been 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, just varying like they've won, they've lost. I don't know. They're kind of slipping up, but I feel like they've they, they've done just enough to where I feel like they're safe. But let's be real. If you've never been to a Champions League semi-final, do you really give a damn about West Ham on a Saturday or a Sunday? If you want to play in the Champions League again, you probably should. No, 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 no. Let's look, come on, let's just be real. Just try and enter into the minds of those players. Mm-hmm. Yes, they know that okay, we need to get tough on everything, but in a few days, you're about to play the biggest match of your careers. Yeah. I don't think any of these players would have played a bigger match than this, a Champions League semi-final for Tottenham. So, 1,000% and the back of their minds were, man, Tuesday, man, we've got the biggest game of our lives. So, their their concentration isn't fully on the Premier League. And just, and I, I, I 1,000% get it. I'm sorry, like, their minds were on Tuesday. So for me, that's lost didn't even mean anything to me. I'm like, these guys are thinking about Tuesday. They're thinking about Tuesday because Tuesday, that is a huge game. Massive game. And based on just how crap everyone else is at... Do you know what's funny? When was the last time Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, United won a game in the Premier League? Tottenham beat Brighton on Tuesday last week. But other than that... um. <laughs> So this is points dropped in your last mm. three games. So Tottenham have dropped six of nine. Chelsea have dropped seven of nine. Manchester United have dropped eight of nine. And Arsenal have dropped nine out of nine. <laughs> so basically, Chelsea drew twice with Burnley and Manchester United. Mm. Manchester United drew once, drew once with Chelsea. Arsenal lost all their games. 
and Tottenham have lost two, one to Man City, one to West Ham, but they beat Brighton in the meantime. So basically nobody wants top four. Nope. <laughs> nobody wants to play in the Champions League next season. Or or Chelsea and Arsenal are sure they can win the Europa League and Tottenham for some reason believe that they, they, they will lift the Champions League this season. So I, I, I think Manchester United have kind of lost themselves. Yeah, like I mean, a loss would have definitely put them out of there. A draw is they're pretty much done. Chelsea win one more game. United are out basically because the goal difference would be too much. Mm. So I think Chelsea will get at least three points from their next two games. Obviously, this is a bit of like <laughs> <laughs> you you can't know because of how weird this is. But I yeah. feel like they will win at least one of those. So Manchester United are gone. But whether winning one of those games will get you enough points to usurp Arsenal. Wait, so so, so Arsenal, how many points behind Ch- Chelsea? One point. Or two, aye, points. Aye, aye. two points. It's two points. So Arsenal have 66, Chelsea have 68, and Chelsea have a one goal better goal difference. And and, and Swartham are on what 70? Yep. Tottenham are good. Manchester United are out. And if Chelsea don't win, Arsenal have a chance. But are Arsenal going to win their last two games considering they've lost their last three? Eh. So who are United's two games? Um, Huddersfield and Cardiff. If I remember correctly, so their oh, wow. last two games are against relegated teams as well. So yeah. they're de- they're, they're definitely going to get six points, you would think. Oh no, oh, oh no! You see, they're definitely beating Huddersfield, Cardiff. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to get lost in the top four. Like basically, we will figure this out on the yeah, last yeah, yeah, day. Yeah, look, look. Sure. So title race: Liverpool on Friday. They played Huddersfield. Huddersfield were down one nil within like thirty seconds. It felt Jesus. like. Uh, Keita scored, and then Salah, Salah, Mane, I'm forgetting who, who else scored. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, he came back, played, I think, 20 minutes. So that was good to see. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really nothing much to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, it's it's, it's 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 Huddersfield. Wait, so are Huddersfield statistically the worst Premier League team of all time, or? It's, it's bad. <laughs> this is bad. It's, pretty, really, really bad. it's really, really bad. What's, what's a 5-0? Baptism? Yeah, that's what I said, baptism, yeah. No, but for me, I think, like, should they be inducted or is it a case of they're just not good enough? It's a case of they should have never been here in the first place. True. Yeah, no, 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 look, what's... No, no, they they got promoted without scoring a goal, I think. That that might have been... This this might have been them. Like, I think they got promoted without scoring in the... Oh, playoff. In the, um... Yeah, in the, in the championship playoff, one on penalties, got through... And I could be completely blanking this, but this is what I think happened. And then for what Wagner did to keep them up last season, miracle. And then it just kind of yeah, like I th- went went to where it should. This no, I think for Wagner, it's a case of like he overachieved. Yeah. But then I mean, because I think the fact that he kept them up last season, and the, and the fact that you weren't able to invest and get any players because there was a Premier League man, you have to invest. You have to invest in in quality, and they didn't invest enough in quality. Is and I just think the Premier League just ate them alive. So, mm. um, and I think for Wagner, I think it was definitely a good call for him to call it quits because like that'll be too much stress. Even if you know that it's not really your fault, but to just take L's every single week, man, it can do something to, to your to your psyche. So, okay, I lied. I actually had to look this up. Ooh, no, 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 no. Okay, I was kind of right, but I was kind of wrong. Okay, here okay. we go. 2017 uh, English Football League playoff. Huddersfield don't score in the first leg against Sheffield Wednesday. They get an own goal in the next game. (laughs) And then it goes to penalties and they advance on penalties. So they didn't score, but they were given a goal by Sheffield Wednesday. And then in the championship final, it was a nil-nil, 120 minutes, and it goes to penalties and they win 4-3. So they never scored a goal, although they were given one. So I had to look that up just for people who might be yelling at me. Um, so Liverpool beat Huddersfield 5-0, putting pressure on Manchester City. This is a bit weird. I don't know if anybody's really talked about this, but maybe you could maybe talk to this and just how, how you see it psychologically. There's been such unevenness in terms of when these fixtures are being played. Some teams had like 32 games, others had 30 then you have like two games in hand that you have to win. Another team's playing on Friday. Another team's playing on Sunday. Just like, where is the balance 
the scheduling of this season, I think, has been weird. And it's put, I think, more pressure on Manchester City because Liverpool aren't losing, mm. but Manchester City are having like, okay, if we draw or lose this game, Liverpool are on top. And Liverpool maybe have the advantage of going first. But maybe you might see it, Manchester City, seeing what they have to do as an advantage. There is neither an advantage or disadvantage. No, Pep definitely talked okay. about the fixture pileup and everything. He didn't like how close the fixtures were. But if you're confident in your ability, in your mind, you're like, and I think even Pep even says this, don't go on social media, don't read the news, don't even look at other, other teams playing. Like, I think when they won it last season, someone actually told Pep on the golf course that United had lost their game, which, which handed them the title. So he didn't even watch the United game. So I think for them, they're like tunnel vision. This is a match we win. So in their mind, is like, we win these two games, we win the league. That, that's it. For, just assume Liverpool are going to win. For, forget them. They're going to win those two games. Let's just focus on winning our two games, and that's it. So whenever we play, it doesn't matter. Whenever Liverpool play, it doesn't matter. So there can be no pressure if you're so focused on what you're doing and you're just assuming that Liverpool are going to win their two games because your mind is, less. we win. We have two finals to play. Let's win them and we win the league. So did you see Sergio Aguero's goal went over the line mm. by like 30 millimeters or something like that? Something crazy, which would be like an inch mm. or maybe like an inch and a bit. But then remember uh, Mane's chance in the first game, no, in the second game at the Etihad against Man City. It was inches, inches, barely an inch. If that goes in and Liverpool are 1-0 up, who knows what we, we may have a, di- a whole different kind of conversation now. This is this is why when people speak of technology, like gold line technology is like perfect. Oh, it's amazing. VAR, uh, there may be there are questions, there are pros and cons. But if you could do gold line technology, like it's a hundred percent. Nobody should ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't just leave things up to people's eyes. But but let's even talk about Sergio Aguero, man. We can talk about how much he's a he's a flop. For Argentina, how much is a flop in the Champions League? But when it comes to the Premier League, league yeah. yeah, man, like key goal. Because, but like Burnley, that Burnley, I told you, Sean Deichman, shout outs, man. Like, that's a very good team. See, that's a team that really punches above their weights. Burnley were making it very difficult for Man City, and you can see how frustrated Pep was. But in these kinds of situations, just get the goal. I wouldn't say that the, the pressure is getting to City because they're still winning the games, but you can, they can definitely feel the edge because they're not just smacking teams. Like right. if they played Burnley like five months ago, oh, this would be like three, four, zero. But in their mind, they're like, my gosh, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. So the games are coming, they're becoming a lot tighter, a lot tighter. They are easy. They've had Tottenham, United, Burnley in a row. Like those aren't mm. easy games. They're easier because you're Manchester City, mm. but they're not easy compared to what Liverpool are doing. Like they're playing Huddersfield. So, okay, so, so, so they have Leicester City and Brighton. They definitely have Brighton away. The, for their last game, I know, I know that for for sure. And will Brighton still have to win the game, depending on saving themselves from re- re- relegation? So see. now the PFA team of the year came out. So we'll, how we'll does, go through this. How, do, how, how does that not get in here? Come on, man, give me. A <laughs> we won't, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, goalkeeper Edison, the fullbacks Trent Alexander Arnold and Andrew nope. Robertson. Um, yep. I, don't, I don't think we can have any qualms there. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah we kind of one Bissaka should be ahead of Trent Alexander Arnold for sure. Center backs, Virgil van Dyke and Laporte. I'm, I'm not sure about Laporte, but van Dyke. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Let's be real. Puts his, puts that second leg, Champions League against Tottenham to one side. Laporte has been one of City's best and most consistent players. It's just that he just had a one really bad game. But in the Premier League, that guy has been. Okay, okay, name me a better and more consistent central defender than Laporte this season in the, in the Premier League. When I'm watching Manchester City, I don't notice him. And maybe that's a good thing? You see, I do. The amount of times that he intercepts... I notice sweeps. Van Dyke. I don't notice Laporte. But maybe the fact that you don't notice him and he's just doing his work quietly and diligently and he doesn't mm. stand out, maybe that's like a credit to him. I don't know. But I just oh, don't no, no, notice no. him in the same way I notice Van Dyke. But maybe okay, that's a, yeah. a bad skill. I mean the. <laughs> I mean, I'm, but then as I'm as I'm going through the center backs in my mind, okay. Like first we start at Chelsea. Like there's no center back at Chelsea you want. No. And then United, you go to Arsenal. No. There's no. damn sure not a <laughs> center back at Arsenal. You want. And then you go to Manchester United. Same thing. No. Um, and then maybe Spurs. Maybe you have you know for Tonga. Oh, but I don't think they've been as good as they have been like in seasons um, past. Um, San Sanchez has been pretty good as well. Everton. Zuma, maybe, but not really. Wolves, 
You can look, no, there's, there's, trust me, there's been no one. No one. Like, Laporte and Van Dijk, it's actually a pretty easy decision to make. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Do you know what's weird? They've, they've started to, are they going 4-3-3 with these things now instead of like the traditional old school 4-4-2? 4 4 4 2 I'm noticing three midfielders and three forwards, which is interesting. I didn't notice that last year, but they did the same thing. So in the midfield, we have Bernardo Silva. All right. Fernandinho. Okay. And Paul Pogba. <laughs> which, let's talk. Which was... Let's talk. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you then. Do you think he deserves to be in there or he, or he doesn't? Because Eden Hazard isn't there, I would have done some magic and either put Sterling or Mane in midfield and put Hazard in the team. I don't know if there's any way that Pogba, Pogba shouldn't be in there ahead of Silva and Fernandinho. So I agree with that. So I agree with that. There isn't really a Liverpool midfielder like that that stands out that you could just slot in. So then if you're looking for the best midfielder in the three other teams, maybe Kante. Um, you see, Kante, I'll give you that. See, for Fernandinho, Silva, uh, uh, like Pogba, the thing, the thing about why I, I'm I'm cool with Pogba is that he's in a crap team. He's in a yeah. really crap team, and he is so way way a standout of being in a really crap team because Fernandinho Silva, you're benefiting from being in the pretty much the best team in in, in the Premier League. You see, can't say if he puts Kante of Pogba, I wouldn't say anything because Kante is is in a team that's still a bit wayward and he is doing work. <laughs> He's putting in a work in that team, like defense, pass, attack, cook, He's cream, scoring goals. Paint the, look, Kante paints the houses. He delivers the babies. You know, it's, it's like he, he, he teaches the children. He takes the kids to school. He does it. He does it all. He does it all. So he's yeah, a full-time mom. But see, I, th- I don't know. How- Let me just click on Pogba here. Let me tap on Pogba and let's see. Because I'm sure they just go by goals and assists. Like, we know what this is. So, like, yeah, he has 13 goals this season. I don't know how many of those get are it. penalties. Get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who has the 13 goals this season? Paul Pogba. Oh, I thought you said Kansi. No. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Paul, Paul Pogba has 13. I don't know how many of those are penalties. I would assume a large chunk are penalties. But yeah, if I had to think of a midfielder off the top of my head, Kante, but I watch him way too much to be non-biased. So we'd have to have a Manchester United guy come on and extol the virtues of or expand upon the virtues of Paul Pogba in that way. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think we should punish him necessarily for playing for Manchester United. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. I just feel like if Eden Hazard is not in the team and Paul Pogba, is there something fundamentally wrong with this? Um, so we get to the forward line and we have Sterling, Mane, and Aguero. Sterling and Aguero, I'm cool. I'm a huge Mane fan. Huge Mane fan. Let's, he's not let's... Zad. He's not Zad. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not even let's not even bring Zad into it. Let's let's call him Eden Hazard then. Let's 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 best be called. Let's call him Eden Hazard. I telling me that Mane has performed better over the season than Eden Hazard. Is that a rhetorical question? No, 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 no. That's a real question. A real question. Real I, question. Well, I'm not telling you anything because this isn't my list. So yes, you are. <laughs> Tell me. Talk. I've already said that Eden Hazard should be in this team. Whether it's, whether it's for Pogba or whether it's for Mane, we can have a discussion about it. I think Mane is being included because he's playing for one of the best teams. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, so he plays for one of the best teams. Who who cares? This is about your who has done the best in, in individually. I would take out Mane and put in Hazard just because I've seen the work that... But see... <laughs> This is my Chelsea bias. Like I'm taking out two players to put in two Chelsea players. So this this is why I feel like I should recuse myself from this conversation because obviously I'm biased. But Hazard has been carrying Chelsea Football Club on levels that I don't think we've seen in a long time. Wait, 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 for Chelsea specifically or just overall in the Premier League? I will give it to you. When was the last time we saw a person carry a team like this? I would say not to this to the same extent, but I would to say to this extent. On- no, not not to this extent. No, because the closest is Henri in his final season before he left to, for Barcelona. That's when? 2008? 2007, probably. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think because he took them to the final in 05, 06. I think he maybe spent one or two more seasons there. So I think maybe that was 07, 08. It might be. But that's the closest. But I have never, ever seen a player contribute and carry a team to the extent that Hazard does ever in the, in the Premier League. Not to the same extent, no. I was thinking like Suarez in 14, but then you had Sterling. You Sterling, had, st- storage. You had storage, Henderson Gerard to an extent. There. So it's, that's not one. 
then I was thinking maybe past Chelsea teams like Drogba, but you also had no. Lampard who was scoring <laughs> 10 goals, Anelka, Maluda. I was thinking Manchester United, maybe a Ronaldo season, but at Rooney, those kinds of guys. And Manchester City in their runs, they've always been like there's not really one key guy in that way. And and, and also let's the thing about it, let's look beyond goals and assists. When you just see the influence on the game, yeah. Every single attack comes through him. Almost every single goal that scored, he was involved in some way in that goal. So the stat sheets may not say goal or assist, but I'm sure he did a dribble, passed through players, broke ground in order to create that assist and that led to that goal. So let's see, it's stupid. He has 29, <laughs> 29 if you add the goals and assists. I'm just like, this is, this is ridiculous. 16 goals, 13 assists. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. And Chelsea are fourth. <laughs> This is this is the thing. He's having That's the issue. greatest season of his life, and Chelsea are fourth. What does that tell and you about what he's working with? Where Conte uh, is the highest scorer. There we go. Field Thank there. you. You took you're playing with Higuain, who we just had a conversation about. Like look, the the conversation at Chelsea is to play Gonzalo Higuain or Olivier Giroud. <laughs> That's the conversation. Not let's That's play. Deep. That's deep. Uh, That's let's, deep. That's deep. Let's let's not play. Um, Lewandowski or Suarez or whomever. It's, yo, we are picking between Higuain and Giroud here. This is what Hazard is working with scraps. Thank you. <laughs> and he has you're 13 finally, assists. You see, you're finally sounding like, like half hope, man. You're finally sounding like <laughs> HH, man. Scraps, scraps. Preach. <laughs> it's rubbing off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, just the fact that on the other side, it's William or Pedro. Or an 18-year-old who we just found from the academy. Like, yo, this is the best attacking player that you have to work with. Opposite but, side. So- but, but people will say that, oh, no, Hazard is an inconsistency. He needs to, he needs to, to do more. I mean, the cheek, the audacity look, to come look, up with that crap. Even, even if you go on who scored. I just went on who scored. <laughs> if you go passing, very strong. Through balls, very strong. Key passes, very strong. Dribbling, very strong. Finishing. Very strong, long long shots, strong, holding on to the ball, strong, crossing, strong. The only thing that's weak is his defensive contribution, <laughs> which is what you don't want him to do yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look, it's 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 a mess. It's a mess. Just for curiosity's sake, let's go to money and let's see what who scored says about money in terms of his strong. That's not who scored. That's a damn good size man. That's a really good stats size man. So here we go. Money money's characteristics: strong finishing. Weaknesses, crossing, defensive contribution. Where are his very strongs? Who scored disciples? <laughs> Although, bro, he has 20 goals and an assist. So, <laughs> oh, 20, wait, 20 Gs? He has 20. So, like, he, he deserves to be in the team. But it's, I feel like there's someone who deserves to be in the team more. I'm yeah. not mad at it. My no, 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 no. I am. I am. I am. Because I'm not. I'm not like, hey. Let my Senegalese brother eat. And also, by the way, he's he's actually Nigerian, by the way. So stop, stop, uh, stop, stop, stop. Wait, what do you mean by stop? Like, <laughs> prove that you're Senegalese. Prove. Like, where's your birth certificate? Yeah, but like you you saying that is annoying because like, what if people actually believe it? You you're saying it as a joke, but people might think, you know what, this guy's look, African and he's an expert about football, so maybe he knows. <laughs> that, like, look, actually we, look, we need to win a nations cup this summer, man. Come on, man. We're we're trying to get players, man. Yo, so what's, what's I, I read that um Eric Bailly because of the knee injury, he's going to be out of the um, oh. nations cup. So that's no, no, no. That guy has been so unlucky with them. Like I've always said, if Eric Bailly was fully fit, man, that would help United a lot. Defensively, it would because you wouldn't Top have to play Smalling or Jones. Or Jones, yeah. Um, Bailly and Lindelof should be a top center back yeah. pairing. Yeah, like yeah. that's like Mourinho doesn't. I, I say this a lot. He doesn't X on center backs. Like they're normally check marks. They're never X's. But mm. those two, that just one's injured and one was just like a slow, slow build, as it were. Um, Van Dyke won Player of the Year. Sterling won Young Player of the Year, and, um, and the and the Football Writers Player of the Year as well. Hmm. I I also want to recognize Vivian Medima, who's like the Arsenal ladies striker. Yep. yep. Um, well done. Congrats. That's, that's, no, but that's watch this. Good. Watch this. I was I was like, who is this? Because I'm not even gonna pretend like I watch women's football. <laughs> sexist. Sexist. Well, I guess in some ways, yeah, not intentionally, but just I am a product of my environment in some ways. 
I looked up her Wikipedia page. Listen to these goal stats, bro. So this is her in in uh, in the Netherlands. 83 goals in 74 games. What? <laughs> 83 and 74. Then she went to the Bundesliga. She played for Bayern Munich, ladies. 52 and 78. So maybe you could say, like, new environment. Mm. It's, it's, it's a harder league, a harder level than the, than the Dutch league. Obviously, we don't know women's football, so hands raised on that one. Then she goes to Arsenal, and she scored in her Arsenal career 37 and 44. And this season, 29 and 25. These yeah. are like Ronaldo yeah. level. So in her career, she scored 172 goals in 196 games as of February 2019. So I don't know if these, these stats, obviously, like the Wikipedia hasn't updated wait, 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 in a wait, wait, while. Wait, so is, is she English? Or what's her nationality? She's Dutch. And, and for the Netherlands, 57 goals in 68 games. <laughs> this woman is a Gold beast, machine. and she's only 22. Wow. <laughs> so, no, 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 look, look. That's, shout that's, out to Vivian. Bro. Yeah, man, that's 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 deep. Basically, in most of those things they show me, it's more goals than games played. Yes. <laughs> yeah, look, but that's that's that's. that's, that's so I'm just I'm just going cool. through her like her last season in the in the Bundesliga, 26 and 31. So she finally she figured out Germany, and then 29 and 25. Like I I want to know what her stats are now because this isn't this hasn't been updated, but yeah. I was just, I was like, who is this? Like, obviously, I need to look this up for a little bit. Just like, damn, like she scores G's. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, that's she that's gets goals, man. Up, man. <laughs> that is what you call G'ing up. And I'm assuming the Netherlands are in the Women's World Cup. So, no, no, I'm a bit, because you'll be one to watch. I mean, look, I mean, I think. See, sexist people would say, "Oh my gosh, it's only women's football. Like the the, the defending is so bad." It's, uh, so, but then it's like you have to say that she's still a woman playing with other women as as well. So you still got to give her the credits for playing people at that's her level. Are, like, yeah, that's what's of her level. So I think, like, look, it's just that that's just bloody amazing stats. Actually, did you hear some? I think um, this was like years ago, and there was this Swedish player who was like really amazing. I don't know whether she had the same stats, but she basically she was like way, way, way better than every other woman. And this, um, I can't remember the club. There was an Italian club that wanted to sign her for their club. So it was a Serie A club that wanted to sign her. Hmm. And I was like, that would actually be really interesting to see how, like, for instance, what if um, Arsenal or Tottenham were to sign Vivian Dema and see how well she, she would do in the Premier League? You know what? If she succeeded... You know how dope of a movie that would be? Oh no no no! That would <laughs> look. That would be like a Hollywood story, and basically that would just yeah. change. Yeah, that would be like whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Honest, honestly, that would that would change football. Oh no no no! Basically, it, that's why I'm so intrigued for it because let's say she came in and she she scored like tw- like 25 G's in the, in, in the season. Guys were like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but honestly, you you don't think someone like Marta could play? For like Burnley, have you seen the ballers that are at Burnley? You don't think she could dribble one, two guys? Oh no, no, for no, for no, for sure, no, for sure, she would, she would, she would. She like, would break ankles. I'm, I'm no, like, no, no. See, see, I don't know if you could do that over the course of like fifty games or whatever. Like, I don't know if the attrition levels are no, different for men and women, but like, I'm pretty sure, like one, two no, no, time, no. like, like skill level, hundred percent, she'd be able to like snipe up some guys for sure. <laughs> but my thing is that the only thing that works against women is the physicality. Because remember, like guys are just that faster and just stronger than the average woman. So it's how would they deal with it with the physicality? But then that was always the criticism of smaller Spanish players coming to the Premier League that, oh, they can't deal with the physicality. But they were so skilled and so good, they were just able to evade all those tackles and, and everything. So Bro, I yeah. keep saying this. Like Glenn Murray's like 36 and he's Ging up in the Premier League. So if you have a 22-year-old woman that's getting like better than one in one. Try it and see what happens. Wait, let, me, let me ask you this: What if, what if, what if Chelsea were to sign Vivian Miedima and she start her over Giroud? Giroud. Start her over Higuain. Hundred percent. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet that out tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna tweet that. <laughs> Bro, I would, I, I wouldn't even be mad. I was like, fine, let's, let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens, like. What's the worst that can happen? It can't be yeah. worse. 
and she gets G's. Let's let's see what happens. All right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Champions League. Uh, just quickly. Obviously, these games are going to be happening when people listen, so it is what it is. Um, Liverpool are going to play Barcelona at the Camp Nou on Wednesday. Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's just let's let's start with the Tuesday game then. Um, Tottenham play Ajax. Do you know whether it's home or away? Tottenham is home. Tottenham are at home. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Quickly. Two one Tottenham. Two one Tottenham. Mm. The sun huge huge is, is big considering you also have Harry Kane out as well, so you're missing your two best attacking players. Um, if if Ajax can get an away goal and the defeat isn't too bad, so like if it's not four one three one, if mm. they can keep it two one one nil, advantage. or if they can get more than one away goal, no matter well, what the score, if, if they can get like four two or something like that, that'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- I see them scoring once, yes. not twice, and I feel like I feel like Tottenham are just gonna score to create offense, really. So I think it could be one one. Or one nil Ajax, and then once the second leg comes around next week, then that game in uh, in Amsterdam should be pretty oh, good. Oh, that was a big amazing Wednesday. So, so so basically that game on Wednesday, they will know who they'll be facing in the final. Yes. Yeah, they'll know who they'll face in the final. Interesting. Um, Barcelona, Liverpool at the Camp Nou. Bro, this is it, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, bro. This is it. no, this is it. What's it called? Van Dijk against Messi, man. The you, best, no, the best player against the allegedly best defender. Well, the do best. You think, do you think Messi could like do what he did to Boateng against Van Dijk? No. <laughs> Wait, do you know what? So Boateng is going to be remembered for that rather than winning the World Cup. I think that's unfortunate. <laughs> so basically, when like kids see him when he's sixty or seventy, they're like, "Hey, Boateng, you're the guy that's mess Messi made do the Mac Macarena and the moonwalk." <laughs> And then it's like, um, my walk up medal does that mean anything? Nah, bro, you, you <laughs> Messi made you do the moonwalk. That, so there you go. No, that the, the one of some of the weirdest things you've just seen on the football pitch is Messi, what he did to Boateng, Hazard, mm. what he did to Coquelin. <laughs> just like the way their bodies move. No, 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 like, no. How even is that possible? Do you want to laugh again? Always. It's on, it's on, it's on impossible technique, Ronaldo. I think this was, and I remember, I know I watched this live. This was Copa America against Venezuela, because you know, you know the whole elastical dri- dribble. Yeah, he did this on this defender. The defender was so taken out, he almost did the splits, and he tried to pretty much grab Ronaldo's shorts. When when I tell you that this guy got his life dribbled away, <laughs> you, it's hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> when are you gonna finish the impossible technique video? You've only done the first three minutes of 16. <laughs> do, do, do you know, as you said that, I was, I, I, I took a sip. You know, I almost, I almost spat out my water. When I, <laughs> do, do you know that? Like, listen, like, I think I last released it like about two years ago. And people have still been saying that. So finish the bloody <laughs> It could be like a seven part video. All right. Um, do you have a score for Barcelona Liverpool? Uh, or do, are you, do you still have a preview to come? Look, man, it's 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 talking tactics. I've I've got to give the people something, so I'll give a little All precursor right. to my thing. Um, I'm gonna say two one. No, um, you know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Three two Barcelona. Three so two good, Barcelona. A good, interesting game. Yeah, three two Barcelona. You see, like my my first inclination is always when people think it's gonna be like a really good. There's gonna be a bunch yeah. of goals. My first issue is to be like nil nil. Yeah, but that's yeah. not gonna happen. So two one, no, Barcelona. It could it could even be one one. Who knows? Because because my thing about it is that which is why I'm so looking forward to it is Liverpool have been so amazing defensively. So can Barcelona really open up that defense? I'm not sure. So that's why I want to see how can Messi really get that ass? You know, so really can he get that ass? So that's 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 the thing I'm, I'm trying to oh, see. See, I want to know who's gonna start alongside Messi. Is it gonna be Dembele? Is it gonna be someone else? Like, yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna go with Coutinho. I think he's gonna go with with, with the Us. You have to roll with the Us. You have to roll with the Us. But I think he's gonna yeah. roll with Coutinho. So yeah, I'm thinking like two one Barca. Yeah, like most likely, most so, likely, like a two one Barca, and then you go to Anfield, and obviously anything can happen on Tuesday. So Europa League. Arsenal, Valencia, I think we've already suggested that Valencia are probably going to win. But mm. maybe you might think 
with a little bit more thumb, you think Arsenal can do anything? If Arsenal gets a really big victory at the Emirates, then they'll do it. Like if they win like 3-1, 4-1, that'd be too much of Valencia. But if it's like, let's say like a 2-1, then I think Valencia will, will, will do enough. So I think the, the best chance Arsenal have, they have to win by at least two clear goals. Mm. It'd be really weird. Everybody thinks Arsenal-Chelsea, Europa League final. Mm. It's probably... It's going to be Valencia-Frankfurt, just because everybody wants Arsenal-Chelsea. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Carl gave us news. I don't know if we're allowed to say this, so I won't say it. But if, okay. what's, if, if, if what's going on with is real and he can't play, maybe. Maybe Chelsea could do something, but we'll see. Um, what's left? France. Bro, this is a Neymar discussion. I saved 10 minutes to you know, talk about Neymar. Do you know, do you know, what's, you know what the thing is? Actually, okay, because I'm because I, I was about to say, like save this for for um, for, for an extra because I've got so much to to, to say. Because I said I was I was going to do it if it but you know what? I'm I'm going I'm going to speak some science. Neymar sh- Neymar should be Messi's side piece. Go back to Barcelona and um, shine Messi's shoes. No, 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 no. We talked about this at the time that Neymar needs his own project. Does he? Yes. Why? It's not his fault. He gets injured all the time. Oh, it's not his fault. Okay, all right. If he has, if, if he says so, if he says he so. has a bad foot, so that messed him up the past couple of seasons. What are you gonna say? Like in 2014 during the World Cup, it was his fault. He got kneed in the back, and he wasn't the one who was there. Like, come on, Neymar's just an unlucky guy. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Let's go deeper because in talking tactics, we like to talk about things beyond okay football and everything. Do you believe in karma? I kind of believe the more good things you do, good things will happen. The more bad things you do, bad things will happen. But I don't think it's necessarily like the more bad you do, bad things will happen to you. Because there's too many rich billionaires and you don't make a billion dollars by being a good person. I would like to think that something like karma exists. No, no, but but then also if you look deeper into those billionaires' lives, maybe they're not as happy as they portray themselves to be. So, um, But anyway. My thing is that I believe that See, people we just view them as injuries. That's again, look, it's not your fault. People get injured, that happens. I just look at Neymar's manner, the way he carries himself, the environment he's created for himself at PSG, the arrogance that I've seen. And I was cool with the arrogance, but you need you, you need trophies with that arrogance for the arrogance to walk. So what I just see, and they all culminating in him, what's it called? Punching. The guy trying to take a, a, a photo of him. So I just believe that those injuries is the universe saying to Neymar that the energy you put in is the energy you will receive. But I thought he was like your truth. He's like the truth. No, 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 no. He's no longer the, the, the truth. He's no longer he's, the, what is he? He's, he's a lie? What is he? No, no, no. He's, no, no. he's a guy that gets your ass back to Barcelona. And when Messi says jump, say how high. You know how Carl talks about like the Arsenal sickness? And how, like, players will be good, and then they'll go to Arsenal, and then it's just like, what happened? Like, you fell off a map. Do you think PSG might have that same effect? A hex. Do you know what a hex is? You know you know what a hex is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ever since the camp... Obviously, look, we're both Africans, so, 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 so we know. Um, the miracle at Camp Nou, that's a hex. That hex <laughs> will remain with PSG for as long as this iteration of these players exist, they will never win the Champions League because that's that's a, a, that's a hex that's on, on the players. Ooh, so, ooh, 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 no, 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 no. This is very interesting because okay. the player who spawned that hex is Neymar. Like Neymar was the one who brought Barcelona back. <laughs> oh, like yeah. out outside, no, even he was the one who put the ball into Roberto, wasn't? Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. He was, he was, yeah. It was all him. But then I, re- I remember, I remember, even if we go back and we look probably at our art for that episode where it was Barcelona 6, PSG 1, the, the lasting shot was there was like a crowd of people and they were all reaching out to touch who? They hey, were reaching out to yeah, touch Messi. Yeah. Yeah, they were reaching yeah. out to touch Messi and that's how it was portrayed, like Messi and Barcelona come mm. back. If you're Neymar and you think, hey, whoa, 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 hang on. Like in in that trouble winning season, was it fourteen fifteen? They won the trouble. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. For, yeah, like 14, in that 15, season, yeah. Neymar was immaculate, but the credit goes to Messi again. Then that game, that specific game, that moment seemed like Messi got more credit than Neymar. So he's looking at this probably like, hey, wait a minute. No matter what I do here, 
I could win you a treble or help win you a treble. I could save you from the most incredible 4-0 deficit ever seen. Like that's one of the craziest comebacks ever <laughs> in Eddie's forever. And you're still going to give this Argentine HGH user whoa, all the credit. Whoa, 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 damn. Sorry. Okay. He went there. 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 Guys, guys, he went there. I was trying to think if, if Neymar was going to insult Messi, what would it be? He probably <laughs> be thinking like, yo, this dude took drugs, man. But anyway, but like you're, you're going to give him all the credit and not me if, if I could land. The same way, what was it, 2017? The Cavs were down 3-1 mm. to, the, to the Warriors. They get it to a game seven. Kyrie hits the biggest shot in that series. He hits that three over Steph Curry, wins them game seven. LeBron gets all the credit. Kyrie's probably thinking, hey, hang on a second. I was the one that made that shot, and y'all want to give LeBron the credit. No, I'm going to go to Boston and have my own team. Mm. It's that same kind of I'm under, but I should be number one. Now, maybe that could be a mistake in hindsight, but I could see at the time if you're Neymar, if you're Kyrie, like, I'm on my own team. I want my credit. Now, the question is, should Neymar have gone to PSG? That's the real question. I think he should have left Barcelona. I don't even think he should have gone to Barcelona to start. If he was going to go anywhere, he should have gone to Real Madrid. But was going to PSG the right decision considering how they just lost? I think my thing is just based off anger. And and I think it's just anger as to I needed... The narrative to come through like the whole point was Neymar go to PSG lead them to a Champions League with Mbappe and my narrative is true that Mbappe is the second coming and Neymar is that dude so I'm just angry that he left Mbappe by himself twice so I'm like you know what screw you so so maybe it's just it's just through like misguided anger but look maybe yeah you are right look Neymar have your own team but let's be real let's take it back Neymar should have done it Luis Figo no. Why not? People hate him already. Like you want him to die. <laughs> no, 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 no. When he was at he Barcelona, wanted... no, no, no. Wait, wait. When when he was at Barcelona, he wasn't hated at Barcelona. If he went from Barcelona to Real Madrid, come on. Who man. cares? You see, if he had this, done that, I... I'll be like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Because for me, I'm like, you know what? Go head on against Messi. Head on, okay. straight. Let's ride. Which is what I'm trying to say. I say Mbappe, leave PSG. Go to Real Madrid and try to dethrone Messi. That should be the mantra. That should be the flooding mantra. Feel me? Like Neymar, go straight to Real Madrid. Say what's up. Let the hate begin and say, you know what? I'm coming here to take the throne. Messi, I'm here to take your throne directly. What's up? <laughs> you see, I think I think once Neymar figured out Barcelona was always going to be inside of Messi's shadow. He probably realized maybe I should have gone to Real Madrid or just somewhere else and waited before I went to Spain. And I'm sure he's thinking, how do I get to Real Madrid without becoming like persona non grata? Basically, like the person hated by everyone. Mm. Maybe he was thinking, I go from Barcelona to a to a, just another place outside of Spain, stay there three or four years, and then I go back to Spain, but Real Madrid this time. Because I don't, you can't go from Barcelona to Real Madrid. I, I just, why, wait, why not? Just because you, become a, you, you would become a villain. Who cares? Like, it's a, so, if, so, 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 I can't move clubs. For me, it's a, it's a case of like you oh, had oh, to oh, go. Oh, 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 okay, let, let me ask you this: Will Will Neymar Will Neymar lead PSG to a Champions League win? Yes or no? Mm, no. So the move was a failure. It's not. I, I say no. no. Stop waffling. It's no, no. You said no. Therefore, the I, move was a failure. <laughs> what's that? To, what's what, what else is that to discuss? I say no because I think he's only going to stay there maybe one more season. And I'm thinking, as as you kind of alluded to, will they win with this project with Cavani, with um, the Prodigy, Danny Alves, Thiago Silva? Will this team win a Champions League? I don't think so. Like, if he stayed six, seven years, maybe, yeah. I would say yes, because he just have more seasons. But it's basically next season or no. Then no, I, I don't think the I don't think he's going to win one with PSG. But if he stays, which we'll see, then yeah, I, I think they could do it. In honor of Neymar hitting a fan from AJ Cool 16 pick two footballers you'd want on your side in a death match. Diego Costa and... Balotelli. I want Suarez and I want Costa. 
No, you see, you see, for me, you need Balotelli because he's he could do something that nobody would even pre predict. So, Balotelli he scored on the Costa. weekend, by the way. He's, he's, Wait, he did? Yeah. he's getting goals in Marseille, bro. I mean, they lost, but you know, he scored. Look, man, it's it's over for Balotelli. He had his chance, man. He he could have been the best striker of his generation. MFB three hundred one. Who would be on your five side all pace and power team? Three of mine would include Adama Traore, Mikel Antonio, and Harvey Barnes. Dennis Romadel. I think I believe he was the fastest player ever seen. Neil the Razor Rodok, Mikel Antonio. Traore is a good shout. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose Traore, and then I want to pick another white dude. I want him on a mix it up. <laughs> I'll just I'll just try, try, try and look at all the all the really quick, powerful white white dudes. Maybe John 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 Hudson. So yeah, we've got some some speed and power there. Yeah, John John Hudson. By the way, is Adama is he bleaching? Have you seen pictures of him <laughs> now and pictures of him when he was at Barcelona in the in the youth academy? Is he bleaching or is it just like the camera? Actually, let me let me let me look, let no me, no no look up Adama, Adama Traore Barcelona bleaching. and then look up Adama Traore Wolves. It's it, it, it I don't know, but it could be. It's not like Sammy Sosa levels. It's not like Little Kim levels, but Little Kim, Little Kim levels. But oh wow! Yeah, damn. He looks different. Yeah, but I don't know yeah. if it's bleach or if it's the cameras or. Yeah, I think this dude is might be might, might be bleaching, man. <laughs> it's not cool. I mean, it's not funny. Like nobody should be bleaching, but damn, like. And also, and he, he looks so so different as well, man. Damn. But I'm not sure if it's like. Like the cam well, again, the camera of like he filled that with muscle and it just kind of stretched his skin and maybe the stretched skin no, looks a little bit lighter. But come on, yeah, everyone wants to be white, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fishy. It's fishy. Um, this one black emoji. When Messi retires, leaves Barcelona. How do they avoid a Real Madrid like collapse after Ronaldo left? You see, it's interesting. Like when when Ronaldo left Real Madrid, he was leaving an aging squad. Mm. When Messi leaves, Dembele's 21, 22. Yeah. Coutinho's sub-28, probably. Um, Arthur, how's, how old is Arthur? Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think like, yeah, like early 20s. Yeah, so they're all, all they would need, well, I mean, it's a big ask, but you just find someone from the academy, buy someone, find a, a Busquets replacement, find a PK replacement, and you're good. I think they're slowly and slowly they're just looking at those young players. Like I said, Dembele, Coutinho. I think like Real Madrid, what they did was just madness. Like it was like they weren't prepared for Cristiano to leave that summer. So when you it was like, wow. But I think Messi was Messi will, will Messi, Messi is gonna tell them at the beginning of the season that's all right, this is the season that's I'm out. So, 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 so do you think he'll he'll retire at Barcelona or he'll go back to Newell's old boys? I wonder how much he loves Argentina in order to go back. That's the thing, yeah. Like I don't know what his love for how much of his love for Argentina really exists. Because that's what normally these guys do. Like, okay, I'm doing it, but final season, I'm going to do it in my hometown club. Because that's what Maradona did. Like, final season, he went back to yeah, Boca like, Juniors. It's like, obviously, like, Maradona went back. Carlos Tevez went back. Mm. Uh, Raquel May, obviously. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think he wanted to go to Europe, really, but he just went. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if Messi loves Argentina in the same way, but maybe he might love Newell's, and he'll go back and do it that way. But I don't know. I could see him going there for like a retirement party, but like to play a whole season there, I don't know. It would ingratiate himself with the people of Argentina. I would love to get someone who's Argentinian on and actually ask him, like, does Messi feel Argentinian to you, or is he just like somebody who plays for you? Oh, oh no, no, what's it called? Like, I didn't. I think I was reading this. No, I was reading this article, and they said like, if you go to the streets, like the streets of Argentina, just like the regular streets. People love Maradona. They love. They still see him as a hero. They don't. People on the streets don't have the same affection towards Messi. Mm. They don't have that same affection towards him. You know, you're so good and you're so talented that, and you've never won anything for the country. I think robs people the wrong way. As in, give us at least a Copa America. I mean, give us at least that. There's one every year. You can't win one. Uh, why has Mbappe <laughs> escaped criticism for the defeat in the cup final? It was Neymar's first start after three months out. He scored a lovely goal and got an assist and was carrying the team while Mbappe missed chances and got sent off for a horrible tackle. It was a bad tackle. Why has he escaped criticism? I don't think he has escaped criticism. It's just that Neymar decided that he was going to grab someone's phone and then slap them in the face. 
Wait, 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 but why do that? You just lost to Ren. Okay. Okay. You lost to flipping Ren. People can mock you as much as they want. And also, by the way, Neymar, you have one of the best memes on Twitter, by the way. So, like, look, that. Do you know that has to rank as one of the best memes in football history? Oh, the one where he's like googly eyed or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you can use it for like so many different, like the amounts of different occasions you can use it. It's bloody amazing. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? What's your what's your point? Okay, yeah, he's taking a, a picture of you and laughing, which he should. So what's your? I mean, so what's your problem, man? Look, man, that that guy, that guy needs to step off, man. He was just annoyed, I think. But like, would you would you, would you be somebody who like sues Neymar? You see, now I would because of how he he left Mbappe stranded by himself. I would now. I'd I'd be say I'd sue for leaving Mbappe stranded and emotional abuse. Well, we're talking about at least 3.5 mil. All right, last question from A1 Arts First. Do you think if you put together the best 11 from outside of the top six, do you think that it would be a potential title-challenging side? And what manager outside the top six would you choose? Hmm. So if we got the best players outside the top six, could it challenge for a title? What, what challenge for a title? <laughs> yeah, that was his question. No, hell no. Nah. Like, could you construct a side better than Liverpool's from players in the top six. No, no, no. So maybe you could get someone to challenge for top four, but even think even there, I think that's a stretch. All right. So remember, if you want your question in the show, the tweet for question goes out every Monday, depending on where you live. I'm not sure. But if you want your question, topic, or comment in the show, reply to the tweet and, and we'll read through them. Um, I'm at Daniel to look. Have hope. Where can people find you? you can find your boy. Actually, you know what? Just go to halfhopefootballhot.com. And all my socials are all there at the top of the page. Easier. Remember to follow us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, most importantly, Twitter. If you're on an Apple device, remember to leave that five-star review. We'll read on the show. Patreon backers, you'll get your 30 to 40 minutes of talking tactics extra whenever yeah, you feel boy. like it up. Yeah. I encourage you guys to download the app as well. It's, 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 yeah, it's really bloody good, good actually. It's really good. Uh, this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. Carl will be back next week, I think. So look forward to that. And yeah, we'll see you guys later. Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.